Recently, it's been brought to light that one of Instagram's most popular feminist pages, with a following of 6.5 million people, was ran by two cis men. So is this allyship or ownership? While yes, men can be feminists too, feminist allyship falls silent when the true identities are a secret to the public. She, a podcast for the non-traditional woman. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And, and we're, we're a, a couple. couple. Join us as we break down the modern feminine experience and explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 42 of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. Yes, and this is going to be our second last podcast of this year, but don't worry, we will be back next year to talk your ears off and cover more non-traditional topics. Yeah, we're not going anywhere, but we will be <laughs> taking a small break at the end of the year. So there will be a week, uh, only a week, where we won't be putting out a podcast. But like Tiana said, we'll be back in the first week of January. Yes, and we want to start this episode off by shouting out our woman of the week, Rosie who contacted us telling us that our podcast has sparked some interesting conversations with her girlfriend and family. Uh, so she especially liked the different types of intelligence episode and has been brainstorming how schools could teach emotional intelligence to students. So that's been really cool. Yeah, that's a really, really cool concept. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Rosie, for sharing that with us. We love hearing what episodes um, sparked conversation amongst uh, your friends or family or significant other. That's really what we aim to do here. Uh, we want our listeners to be able to walk away from an episode and hopefully have these conversations with people in their lives. Exactly. That's really what we're all about. What we're not about, though, is this <laughs> recent scandal, if you will, that we're going to be talking about today with the Instagram account with the handle Feminist. So a very popular name and handle and What's been going on there? So this has obviously sparked a further issue that we want to talk about today too, which is allyship versus ownership. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the Instagram page Feminist, which is obviously like a very good name to have for an Insta Instagram page yeah. to do with feminism, um, a very sought after handle, a very sought after name yeah. um, that a lot of women would really thrive off running is ran by to cis men. Now, Tiana and I uncovered this information months ago based on a very uh, unknown medium article that we went on to investigate further. And our findings pointed that this not so known information was actually true. Yep. Uh, an account targeted to women and women's empowerment was completely ran by two white cis men who used the Instagram account for profit. Yeah, and this is upsetting and just downright wrong for so many reasons. And before anyone comes for me saying men can be feminists too, yes, of course we know that. But this is not allyship and we'll break down why that is. First of all, simply, allyship means supporting and giving a voice to those in which you're allying for. But more importantly, this feminist page was not created to empower women. This was not the intention behind the page. Yeah. 
exactly. Two cis men saw an opportunity to make a profit off a movement that is very real for a lot of women. And we use the term ownership in this situation instead of allyship because this was a profitable market for these men. They didn't do it out of allyship. They did it to make a profit and they knew they would gain momentum from women who wanted to be on this page and see the content that was coming in because it spoke to them. Yeah, they did not do it out of allyship. You know, allyship would mean giving this platform over to women and marginalized groups to run and create content for. Because this account wasn't even creating original content. And Mm -hmm. I guess that's what also really bothers me. They were profiting off other creators' work with their 6.5 million followers. And for a long time, they didn't even tag or give credit to these creators. I remember this like scandal as well. And women's visibility and women's experiences here are are being used as a tool to create profit for two cis white men. Yeah, exactly. So this page, Feminist, uh, their last post was a week ago now, um, since they haven't really been active on the page, because a ton of people in the comments of their last post basically exposed them. Yeah. Um, there were heaps of people commenting saying that this page was run by two cis men and why isn't the page ran by two women, etc. So they then went on to dis- to issue um, a public statement three days after uh, this post. What's interesting is I never followed this account because I could like smell the inauthenticity. <laughs> like their captions a lot of the time you could tell were very impersonal, almost mm. like They didn't understand what they were posting in the first place, so they didn't really comment on it. And that's the issue with a lot of these really big Instagram pages. They're all curated content. Nothing is original. Mm. They use other people's talent and insight to curate pages that have like millions of followers. And it wasn't just this feminist page doing so. A lot of pages are profiting off the work of small creators. Yeah, that's so true. If you go through their their posts, you can see that their captions for each post are not personal at all. They're very basic and you don't really know who's running the page. And most huge pages like that will say who who founded the page or whatever in their bio, but they they don't. And on top of that, FYI, when we were doing our research, we found a bunch of other Instagram pages that the same men also ran. A lot of feminist and um, activist pages. But for today, we'll just stick to critiquing the one feminist page, but You know, it's interesting that they have a few pages that they're running. Yeah, not a great look when you're getting exposed for like the one big one. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, the fact that it was never advertised that it was ran by two cis men is a problem because it was a secret. Yeah. Like if you are an ally, you will put that in your bio and you will let people know that. You will say that you cannot speak personally on some of these posts, but you respect the experiences of those that do understand. For example... There was a post depicting a discharge that cis women get when ovulating and the caption read, remember discharge is completely normal and a sign of health, uh, of a healthy vagina. How many of you thought discharge meant something was wrong with you when you were younger? Oh, that was the quote, I right? do remember that. Now, we didn't know that cis men were asking us this. <laughs> it would mean a lot if a cis man asked me Sophie how was it growing up in a world where your body was shamed because I would tell him my experience and then I would ask him to use his privilege to change society yes we need more men supporting posts like this instead of profiting off it and being a secretive ally 
And this is our argument here in this podcast episode. If you're going to be an ally, be public about it. That's what women need. Yeah, that post and caption doesn't really read as allyship to me at all. It's almost like a little bit creepy that they're trying to mislead their followers, like speaking in the tone of someone who identifies as a woman when they really are just two cis men. I wanted to ask you, though, so what would you say this account should do now that they've publicly admitted that, yes, they are two cis white men and they want to rethink their content strategy? Yeah, I think it should be deleted (laughs) or at least, you know, the posts should be deleted and started over again. And I think the followers and the handle, um, the name that is feminist, it should be given over to actual vocal feminists and or allies. Vocal, you know, people who actually say, yes, I, I stand for this, not people who are secretly an ally behind a computer making a lot of money off it. Well, yeah, and the name feminist, like we said, is a very sought after handle. You can only have one account on these platforms named that. So once it's taken, it's taken. They were obviously the first to to go there and get that name because it's not feminist with underscore whatever or feminist with a dot. It's literally just feminist. Feminist, Yeah, It's the most perfect name for a feminist page and they got there first. Um, but if you look at what the feminist page was was posting, it's rather frustrating knowing two cis men were behind these posts, you know, about discharge and there was others about menstruation. Because cis 13-year-old girls who, who see this are not represented when two cis men post this stuff. No. And if you're an ally posting this stuff, tell people you are. Women need to know they have allies. Yeah, it's not a bad thing to be an ally, but that's once again, like not what this was. No, absolutely not. I, I think they saw an opportunity, a business opportunity, and I think they ran with it. Um, but another interesting quote or uh, post that I wanted to bring up was they quoted uh, a writer called uh, Emma Barnett, who has a book on periods that I mentioned in uh, our period episode. And the quote was, if men had periods, there would be a cure. Meaning there would be a cure for menstrual pain and so on. Yeah. They had an opportunity to say that they were cis men who believed women should be treated fairly in medicine and stand up for women. But they didn't. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so frustrating. They didn't. They kept it a secret. You know, we need men to stand up for women too. We need that allyship, but we're not getting it. And this page is an example of it. I have a very hard time believing that these men are are allies, you know, because if they were, they'd be vocal about it. I believe they were just profiting from it. And you get a lot of partnership deals when you have that many followers on Instagram. And, you know, speaking of which, in the same post about periods, they mentioned in their caption to check out their their friend's podcast, The Female Lead, and they tagged them. The Female Lead are a huge feminist uh, Instagram page. Did they know that they were two cis men? I mean, did they know that? No, that's such a good point. Like everything that you just said there. And I totally agree with that. And so they issued this public statement on their Instagram and website stating that Yes, they recognize how being two cis men running a women's empowerment page, they could have done better. They released this open letter saying that they are committed to having women, LGBTQ, BIPOC team managing the feminist platform no later than January 31st, 2021. Okay, (laughs) I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Frankly, if you want to be a true ally, 
sell the page to people who deserve to run it. Mm. And yes, delete all the posts and start from scratch. I agree with you, Soph, on that one. They need an entire rebrand, but also they need to not be a part of the narrative. They already blew their chance at allyship. Mm. They ran this page for years getting away with it. This is not recent. Also, let me just say that the comment section on this page itself is absolutely toxic. And I know the comment sections are often negative on every page, but they allowed it. They had, you know, zero moderation of these comments showing that they welcomed any kind of traffic to their account. So it's not a safe space. And they allowed it because they didn't care. There are plenty of pages that limit their comments or delete and block people that are there to literally just spew hate. That's something here at She that we promise. We promise a safe space. So hate isn't tolerated on our page. Discussion, sure, but hate, no. We don't give into it and we don't want our followers to have to endure it. Absolutely, Tiana. <laughs> and I'm so glad you said that. We do not tolerate hate on our page. Yeah. If our following stays low, it's because we got rid of people off it. It's because mm. we blocked people or we deleted them. We are very strict on moderating our page. We know all the activity that goes on on our Instagram page. We really do advocate for having a safe space for our followers and for ourselves. So for anyone who does who does follow us, know that yeah. we don't tolerate any hate. Um, but another thing um, that this page uh, about this page that really like is fishy and, and it's a bit <laughs> weird, but it was never verified. Mm. You know, it was always something like that was suspicious to me. It has over six and a half million followers, but it never was verified. It never had that tick. Like, that's suspicious, right? Because to get that blue tick and to be verified on Instagram, you need to verify your identity. And they didn't want that well, to be known. Another example of a secretive allyship. They didn't want to to display their identity. Yeah, and when this type of information comes out on pages like Feminist, those haters in the comments who are 99% of the time cis men win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they make it their mission to t- tear down women in the comments and, and underrepresented people in the comments. And pages that are this big, with this amount of followers, you know, they're big enough to probably have this as their full-time job. For so sure. those comments should be moderated. There's no excuse. No feminist page should put up with misogynistic abuse of filth from people online whose mission is to discriminate women. Well said. (laughs) Um, And also, of course, so many of the comments in response to feminists recent posts where they were exposed were saying, well, this is equality, like blah, blah, blah. Aren't men feminists too? And I cannot stress this enough. Yes, of course, men can be feminists. They should be. But you can't choose to be a feminist only when it works in your favor. Mm. It's performative activism. and Yes, and that, a lot of people need to learn that term. Yeah, and that's what this account was. It was very performative. Like, captions didn't make sense. They would speak so often from the point of view of a woman in their captions too to, like, lead followers to believe it was ran by women. It's just deceitful and performative. Yeah, the captions were always very vague on that feminist page. Like, they would ask if you have ever experienced X, Y, and Z before, mm. but they would never actually speak to an audience like they knew what that experience was like as well you know how about getting a person who actually understands what it's like to walk home with their house keys in between each finger because they feel that they 
maybe attacked walking mm. home. Like, how about get that person to write the caption? Because they have posted a picture of literally what I just described yeah. so many times. But it's so impersonal, the caption. Yeah, exactly. You could totally tell by those captions that they were inauthentic. So it's really not that hard to get somebody to write those for you. If you are an account that is owned by two cis men, how hard is it to employ a woman? Well, they were probably afraid to be exposed true, um, because it was so secretive. And I'm sure whatever woman they would have implied, she would have said, why are you running this? Yeah, (laughs) she would have told. So how long have you been doing this? This account has been around for years. Yeah. But another great example, actually, of uh, a post and captions, because I was creeping them this morning. There was a post about 20 weeks ago on the feminist page, um, and it was an animation of a woman on a couch with a hot water bottle and blood all over the couch. And the caption read, literally, this is what it said. And it wasn't in quotation marks. It was their caption. We have all been there before. There was, <laughs> no, there was no quotation marks. So I can't say that this was a direct quote from the illustrator of this image. And, you know, it was their original Instagram page. And it was a quote from their original Instagram page. But anyone reading this and seeing it assumes that the page was ran by someone who understands this experience of being crippled in pain with a period. Yeah, just another example of how tone deaf that caption is, because not only have they not experienced that, but saying we've all been there before, all women have been there before is not true because not all women experience periods exactly. or painful it, periods. Even. It so it implies that all women know exactly what that Exactly. And one, once again, like, yeah. it's just it's deceitful. They wanted to gain the trust of women by trying to post relatable content and captions, but the captions especially always fell short in my opinion and of course the, of course they did it wasn't authentic absolutely you know I mean you couldn't have said it better um yeah it's easy to post authentic content quotation marks when you're like stealing from other creators but the captions like what have you got to say exactly you know that's so true because they didn't have anything to say to say yeah oh uh, so annoying but anyway <laughs> on that note um what is your takeaway on this topic today I guess, yeah, it's not a win for women when you have the biggest platform, literally called feminist, being ran by two cis men who were secretive about their allyship, if you can even call it that. Mm. It would be the same issue if a straight person was running an LGBTQ account or a white person was running a BLM account. Let the people whose voices are so often silenced have a platform to speak. Yes, Tiana. (laughs) (laughs) Like underrepresented groups deserve that at the very least, you know, because at the end of the day, if it's not your experience, you won't be able to fully understand it. And that's okay. But then don't try and steal or take away from those voices that have the right to speak on their experiences. Excellent. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What's your takeaway? Um, Yeah, I just like kind of reiterating what you said. Like this is another example of men overriding a woman's voice and experience it is a big deal that this page did not include a woman's voice on it two cis men should never have been in charge of running that page and how they didn't get called out sooner is actually beyond me they're lucky they got away with it for this long (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. well that wraps up today's episode we love hearing your stories on how you're living a non-traditional life 
So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a message on Instagram or review our podcast on Apple to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. Yeah, and make sure you download, rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And let us know how you feel about today's topic. Do you think this account and accounts like this are problematic? Yes. See you next (laughs) Tuesday. Bye.